When something reminds traumatized people of the past, their right brain reacts as if the traumatic event were happening in the present. Bessel van der Kolk. Bending, Not Breaking. Season 2, Episode 16. Appa's Lost Days. And welcome back to another episode of Bending, Not Breaking. I am Sunshine Mayfield. This is Ben Pruitt. And we are talking about Appa's Lost Days. But before we do that, we've got someone else we need to welcome. The one, the only... Max Gongaware. Welcome back, Max. Thank you. Uh, we just can't tell you how grateful I am for, for you and the work you do to help us sound good, and I just appreciate you, Max. Could be my last episode. What? My power adapter on my computer is not working. Oh, well, well we can let's fix that. Uh, uh, what are you, Mr. Electricity? Can't we order Who a are new... you, George can Washington we, can Carver? We, can we order a new power adapter? On Airbnb? Or what is this podcast called? On Bending Not Breaking? B&B, yeah. Yeah, we have a Patreon. That, that's going to buy Patreon.com slash the Arc of E. And you can donate and you can help us with things like buying Max a power adapter for his computer. Slide into my DMs and I'll send you the details. <laughs> okay. Well, we just gave the details. It's Patreon.com slash the Arc of E. Right, but they don't know what kind of power adapter I need. Yeah, but like, do you know how Patreon works? Not a clue. They... Donate money to support us. They get bonus content. No, I want them to straight up buy me a right. power adapter. And then with the money that helps we support buy the show, we the, would buy the yeah. power adapter. What if I want one of our fans to just buy me a power adapter? Well, maybe you need to be a little bit more charming. Talk about a power shift. Also, <laughs> we're curious what kind of incentives y'all would be interested in. Ooh, that's great. So what are the tiers that y'all would interested in? Would you be interested in some like... B&B merch? Maybe they is want it, us to buy them power adapters. Would like you be interested mug? in a uh, one of the podcasts I really enjoy? It's called You Have Permission. Uh, if you donate $5 a month on their Patreon, you get to be a part of the Facebook group. And what they do is they allow... There are weekly discussions um, and based off of the episodes. And then the actual... So Dan Koch, the host, actually is a part of those conversations, is, is answering questions and... Is that something that you'd be interested we in? We could let you choose a lens for next season. Yeah, that, that could be fun. We would love that. I love long sleeve shirts with the writing on the sleeves. That's yeah. my that's my fad right now that I'm into. And so, like, just to make it tangible, we we really are interested in having your support. And if you aren't willing to donate financially, maybe you can give us a five star review on iTunes. Like, what what is the, like thinking about last episode? What's the the service that you can do with the means that you do have available to you. And if this is something that you want to serve, remember service begets service. Always. All right, let's, let's get into Max's uninformed recap. This should be easier seeing as how he's not trying to tell us six different plots this time. Uh, theoretically. So it to should be, fair, be I easier. wasn't trying to do that last time either. Yeah. You, you were just that far off last time. We bought um, a zoo. Well, and uh, Toph is a girl. I, you know, Noted. All right. So, so for your future recaps, Toph is a girl. I can't believe we forgot to mention that last week. Yeah. Um, that's how far off you were. Just watch the show. Doubt it. If you donate to Bending Not Breaking, we will kidnap Max 
and force him to watch an episode. That's not funny. That's for... We oh, will not fair. actually kidnap we'll him. Just, I just want him to watch. But if you donate a certain amount, Max, what would it cost for us to get you to watch an episode with us? 20 power adapters. <laughs> Is that your only currency? Currently, yes. <laughs> All right. Let's join in. Are you ready for your clues for your uninformed recap? Sure. Opening scene. Appa gets kidnapped by sandbenders. Final scene. The Dai Li use a bison whistle to capture Appa as he flies into Ba Sing Se. Your keywords. Oh, you're going to have to give me that. <laughs> give me that closing. The Dai Li? The Dai Li use a bison whistle mm-hmm. to capture Appa as he flies into Ba Sing Se. To capture Appa. As he flies, as he flies into <laughs> Ba Sing Se. These are characters that we've definitely mentioned before. This shouldn't be like new things to Who you. Who is Ba Sing Se? That's, and he's not. That's a place, Max. All right. Your keywords are merchants, circus, Kyoshi warriors, starving, and message. You've got one minute on the clock. Are you ready? Yep. And away we go. All right. Well, obviously the scene, the sh- the episode begins when Appa gets kidnapped by sandbenders. And when they kidnap him, they take him to Diagon Alley. And they talk <laughs> to all the merchants that are there, including the one, Ollivander, who sells wands and wands are also sometimes sold to the circus because the conductor has to make the elephants do whatever he wants uh and at this particular circus there's also a bunch of kiyoshi warriors and um the only reason that they do anything that they're asked to do is because that they are starving and they're uh motivated by food and that food sends a message to them that they're supposed to do what they're supposed left. to do, or else the Dai Li will use a bison whistle to capture Appa as he flies into Ba Sing Se. Perfect. Well done. I nailed it. Some of the you got moments that actually happened in the show, just with like different characters and things. Like there are circus moments in there where food is withheld to help them do things. So like, not bad. Thank you. Way to use context clues. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. And we're going to talk today about trauma, the lens of trauma as we go through this episode. So first things first. We should recap it the right way. No, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. But we can do that. You need to recap it the right way. You've got 30 seconds. Great. On your mark, get set, go. Appa has a series of traumatic events in this episode. Boom. <laughs> okay, so he's drugged against his will. He's down kidnapped. To he's seconds. caged, starved, whipped with fire. He goes to a like, circus. Then he escapes from the circus. There's a little kid that's like, oh my god, you're cute. And then he says, you can do it. Ten he goes seconds. away. Then he gets beaten. Oh my god. Kyoshi warriors find him. He's been, oh my god, no. And then Azula, oh my Five god. Seconds. And then Guru Patik, super cool, like waits patiently and sends Done. him back to Aang. Half your recap was you being like, and oh my god. Yeah, but... 
I really nailed it in the first like ten seconds. Yeah, Hoppa <laughs> uh, goes through some traumatic things. Um, let's talk about trauma, shall we? Uh, yeah. So first things first. I I feel obliged, and it, that is really important to emphasize that neither Sunshine nor I nor Max is an expert on trauma. Absolutely. Um, our level of training is limited to the number of books that we have read, which frankly is not nearly enough to Couple trainings here and there, but yeah. nothing. Yeah. And so we are speaking from what we do know and we're speaking from the books that we have read and that's it. So, um, we may say something that is, and we may have said something on the show before that is, um, problematic, problematic, yeah. but this, this lens lends itself to, uh, potentially problematic statements. Well, I think we're, we're learning as we go through this as well, right? So there have been moments where people have corrected us. and, and That's true. And we want that to happen because we want to be better as we host the show and we want to learn. Um, that's part of the reason we're doing it. And um, so we we're just glad you're on this journey with us. Yeah. So, But, but please keep us in check when, when you hear us say things that may or may not be true or um, things that we think are true based off of our experiences but there we know there's other perspectives out there yeah um perfect i think that's worth highlighting so with that in mind one of the things i i want to kind of talk about is the concept of big t trauma versus little t trauma are you familiar with that uh no so big t trauma is capital capital capital, like sure like capital t trauma is uh, generally accepted ar- is around this uh, concept is that like big events that ca- that have the potential to cause like a PSD, uh, PTSD uh, response. So typically it is a larger experience based thing that happens that um, is a one incident versus little T trauma, which is trauma over time. Mm. Um, from smaller incidents that happen over a series of, of a longer period. Uh, so the the language I've heard around that are, are the three types of trauma. Uh, acute trauma, which is a singular incident. Um, chronic trauma, which is the repeated prolonged uh, things like domestic violence and abuse. Yep. Um, and then complex trauma, which is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events, often invasive and interpersonal nature. Yeah. Um, so it seems like that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I've just I've um, read that in multiple arenas nice. and I just wanted to like have that available to us. I think language is important when talking about subjects like this. And so just anytime we reference things like this, I just want us to be aware of our language. Well, and it's interesting cuz when you're thinking about it from a, a medicinal purpose, a physical injury is trauma, right? Like Yep. That's trauma. Um from a um psychological aspect of it a deeply distressing or disturbing experience and i think it's kind of key to understand that like you don't get necessarily get to dictate what is traumatizing towards someone and i think that's extremely important because what is traumatizing for me is not traumatizing for you necessarily and what is traumatizing to a five-year-old child may seem like nothing to us Uh, and it kind of even goes back to the moments of I was spanked when I was a kid, right? I turned out fine. Exactly. Um, I'm glad you're okay. Like, I'm glad you're fine. Um, that does not that mean... That does not mean it's not traumatizing for someone else. So we don't get to dictate that as 
to people not experiencing that feeling or emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's worth highlighting as well. 100%. Um, and as we, and I think we see so many moments of that with, with Appa throughout this show. And I think what's really troubling is if you are familiar with you're, I know that you're intimately familiar with aces, right? Adverse childhood experiences. So one of the biggest points of research from that whole list of research about aces is that if you experience one of those uh, indicators, you are more likely to experience others. Correct. And more likely to then cause that trauma onto others. Yeah. And, and so what I noticed throughout this episode is because of this one incident, Appa being kidnapped that led to a series of other traumatic of events. other traumatic events that were some of them depending on Appa's perspective, but some of them may or may not have been worse than the original trauma, right? Of being kid, and honestly, I would argue that they're they're. I would argue that is. they are worse, right? right? They are but worse. It, it, again, we are not Appa, right? But based off what we see, I think that it is indicative that one trauma puts us in a pool of being more likely to experience other traumas. Yeah. And I think that's slightly terrifying. Based off of the data that's out there, that is, that's a very true statement. Um, as we even talk about ACEs, these are adverse childhood experiences are, are potentially traumatic events that occur in, in childhood somewhere between the ages of zero and 17. Um, experience violence or abuse, wit- witnessing violence in a home or community, having a family men- uh, member die or, um, parents getting divorced, um, all these uh, substance misuse, mental health problems, the, are these things that can lead to this. Um, and I think it's also worth highlighting that they cause, not only when they're physical in nature, cause a physical response, but even the ones that are emotional in nature have a, a biological response to them um, in the way that the bodies handle yeah. that. Um, the body knows the score, right? Body keeps the score. Yep. Yeah. Excellent book, by the way. Um, Let the body know the score. Let the body know the score. Let the body know the score. Thank you. Yeah, so um, lots of all things worth highlighting as we're talking about Appa's experience as he's going through this show. Yeah. Um, and I think there are several moments that are pretty vividly traumatic for Appa. Absolutely. And we see that fear in him and i would love to give praise to suki um, all right let's start there um give us more just off the way that she recognized appa's trauma and respected the boundaries that appa was setting and continued to kind of work to prove herself as a safe individual um so that she could help him but she recognized that it took a lot of steps to get there you know, it took not creeping in on him. It took leaving him food. It took all of these things before she could actually help pull the needles out of him after his. We see another with example of that. Yeah, tell me more. So Guru Patik, right? Yeah. So I was so amazed with the amount of patience this guy had upon Appa arriving at the air temple. Like he was waiting for him to arrive. He was waiting for him with Aang, to be fair, but he was waiting for him to arrive. And Appa was clearly not okay. And Guru Patik was like, okay, I'm just going to lay here. 
and he laid there for an entire day mm-hmm. until Oppo was asleep. Mm-hmm. And then recognized what was going on, left him food, waited patiently for Appa to come to him. Mm-hmm. It was not a, hey, let me fix you. Right. It right? was a, let me let me create the stage. Let me create, let a me create space. the environment for this. Let me create exactly. the container for this to happen. And I think that's incredibly important. And I think that's, I think we see Suki acting more quickly and um, Appa reacted to that. But then Appa in this situation uh, experienced even more lacking of of trust and doesn't know Guru Patik where Mm -hmm. he knows Suki, Mm -hmm. right? And so I, I just... When it's want, really interesting to see. It, it's interesting how a how the the environmental safety factors, I feel like, come into play when it comes to taking care of them. At the air temple, there's a little bit more safety there. There's a little bit more time there. Him in the shelter in the Earth Kingdom, when we know that there are he's like in a corner, in, like in, like in. We know that there are threats around yeah, him. Yeah, porcupines. Porcupines, and we we see the triad. We see Azula and Tylee and. And may show up, and so, like, what would have happened if the Kyoshi Warriors really took their time in that moment? Like, they needed to get him into a safe space, which yeah. is um, an interesting concept. But the line, and I uh, name the character again for me because I can never Guru Patik. Guru Patik, thank you. The line that I think that really sticks with me from him is this moment where he personifies the space in your body where things belong. And he cre- he kind of talks about the physi- physiological yeah. nature of, of, of what trauma does, and he says it, and I think it's a perfect representation of fear has moved in where trust should be. Yes. And I, that line is heartbreaking, Yeah. especially when you put it in the context of trauma. trauma and other people in the real world, not just Appa, but that, that moment of fear has replaced this place in your body where trust should be. And that's exactly what's happened. And you see Appa react in these moments where he could normally be trustful and he's reacting out of fear. Um, the woman who comes well, into the hut, who's just like trying to see what's going on and she brings the torch and Appa. Well, in that moment we need to gone. dissect what Appa is experiencing. Yeah. Right. So like it's a rehash of everything when, he's already felt the quote at the beginning, when something reminds traumatized people of their past, their right brain reacts as if the traumatic event were happening in the present. Yeah. Right? So Appa has, at this point in the episode, been whipped and burned and controlled and manipulated by this fire whip that has been like burned into his mind. Mm-hmm. And now, whenever he sees fire, his body, the body experiences... Like the the brain sends the same chemical message that he experienced when that fire was actually whipping him. Yeah, it's literally fight or moment, flight, right? It's not just that. Yeah. Like his brain is ex- sending pain signals to his body, mm-hmm. right? He is experiencing that all over again. And I'm like this: if this is that trauma that we expect it to be and what it appears to be, mm-hmm. then that's what's happening in his body right now, and that's important to realize that he's in physical pain even though nothing is physically happening exactly and it's one of those things where that that mental awareness even though appa might be able to logically say oh look that's not that's not this fire whip guy that is a torch like his brain isn't literally able to do that 
He cannot see the flame that. is a trigger. It's a trigger, and then he goes into that state. And even when he's thinking about something else, right? There's an, a really great episode of The West Wing, if y'all are West Wing fans, where Josh Lyman has been Love shot. Love me some Sorkin. So Josh Lyman has been shot. That's a if, big spoiler for people who have not watched The West Wing, Ben. It's season one from like 30 years ago. <laughs> so moral of the story is Joshua Lyman, awesome like character. 22 years ago. Sorry gets shot and he survives and he's experiencing post-traumatic <clears throat> stress disorder. And you find that out and there's a whole episode dedicated to how he is experiencing it. That, yeah. Right. But what happens is he heard like the, he saw the fan blades or some like something like that reminded him of the trauma that he didn't even realize is what reminded him of it mm -hmm. or a siren outside reminded him of X, Y. I don't remember what the exact trigger was, but some, Something that had nothing to do with the actual incident. Set him off. Set him off. Yeah. And he had no idea why. But this therapist that came in, this trauma expert that came in, was able to help him diagnose that and see what was going on and work through it. <clears throat> Granted, he worked through it much faster than most people would experience that. But it's a really good episode nonetheless. Highly recommend the show West Wing, period, by the way. Sorkin is amazing. Newsroom? Oh, my God. Going through and rewatching that now, it's wonderful. Um, but so yeah, I think one of the things where I think worth highlighting too is even there's still a semblance of joy in Appa even after he's experienced one trauma or two traumas. Like there's still joy there. Um, and I'm specifically talking about the moment that uh, at least brings me a little bit joy. But when he's eating the cabbages. <laughs> um, sneaking him his, behind, he's sneaking him behind the guy's back, and he's he seems genuinely happy. He's he's, he's like he's like I'm getting food, and he's just and and then gets one, and I, you're you are as an audience member, you're enjoying that moment, yeah. Um, and it's a reprieve from everything that you've kind of been um, experiencing, and immediately it turns into more trauma for him because yeah. um, because the anger the guy feels because. He, uh, I would argue out of shame. I've been some, you know, this animal has very likely has duped me. Has I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make him feel pain. And you lose those moments as the episode goes on. Um, and it's, it's terrifying. It's well, terrifying to see that light by the end of the episode is completely we just see gone. Him. There's no hope left in Appa. Um, and well, there is, there's the end where he's, he has hope. He's now been like a whistle hits. Well, it's like, yeah, he's flying to bossing. Say he knows where Aang is. Guru Patik has shown him the way via his method. I don't know what you would call that, but, um, his spiritual guidance, if you will. And he knows where Aang is. He hears the whistle. He's been duped again, right? After all this trauma that he's experienced, Again, he is traumatized again by something he once trusted. So I, I'm curious to kind of take a, like, how does Appa react next and, episode, in future episodes? Well, the next time the whistle blows. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, that's, it's fascinating. It's less and, trusting of, of what's happening in those moments. I, like, I know that I would be, I would be less trusting. Well, we see him, we see that happen to him, right? Like, Suki is Suki. Suki has never done anything to Appa. And yet, because of his experiences, he is not trusting of her because of the way that people have treated him. Um, and it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, 
and we know that it's having a a physiological impact on what he's experiencing. Not just from being whipped, not just from the the boar cupine. Well, it's changing the chemicals in his brain. Correct. Um, And the way that he experiences emotion and the way that he physically feels pain receptors one of the things that I said, one of the things that i found interesting was so azula bends blue fire you it is pretty clear that appa isn't really scared of azula until the tree that her fire catches on fire turns into normal colored fire mm-hmm. that's when he freaks out yeah did you notice that no um so azula's bending fire this whole time and he's just you know being appa and then as soon as the tree catches on fire, he f- that's when he goes into a traumatized state where his body and mind is freaking out. I think this is also another moment that might be worth highlighting because Suki lights a flame. That's right. When, like very much like, uh, you know, what's the, what's the movie? You know, Air Budsm or the uh, old yellers and like, go, get away. <laughs> like that whole uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and she's doing it for his own safety. Um, but I'm wondering if he experiences that as traumatic. This is a person I just learned I can trust, and now she's swinging a fire flame at me. Well, and that's like the... And if it is something where he's, like, hurt in this moment, mm-hmm. would you say that Suki still should have done it? From my perspective, yes. Well, and but, I, I but agree, but that also is. But that leads. That's a very that's interesting more argument trauma for him. Exactly, it's an interesting argument. Like, what's the greater good in this situation? Right? Maybe he could have helped and and taken down Azula. We have seen him use his power to save individuals multiple times, and he is clearly very powerful well and we could have we could take this out of context right and mm-hmm. if we just screenshotted suki scaring appa we could easily say suki is a bad person you know, we would try not to because we realize that a person and their actions aren't necessarily we have received the, a snapshot but what yes. happens in the media is people use snapshots to <laughs> create stories For and, sure. and create complete stories based off one instance yep. right and so I just I think it's worth highlighting that as well to realize that even when people are doing what could be considered something that is not okay, i.e. using fire to scare Appa away. They, it, you need context to have all You the need info. context. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to ask questions and be curious. Yep. Right? And so be curious is what I'm feeling called to be right now. Well, it's interesting because that's where people say like there's two sides to every story. And like, is there like, is there like the side of the story is that Suki was protecting Appa by keeping him away from the situation. Um, I saw Suki, blah, 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 blah. but with context, yes. you're like, it adds to it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot in this episode to dissect and, you know, for, for time's sake, do we, uh, do we need to wrap it up? Uh, is there next? I don't know. Where there, are we, Max? Is there anything else we need to highlight? How far along are we? We just hit the 27-minute mark. Oh, we got, we got plenty, plenty of time. time. Let's yeah, go. I thought so, too. Let's just keep this going forever. <laughs> uh, what else do we need to highlight uh, from this? Because um, I think, we, you know, we, as, we, as we highlight um, <clears throat> Guru Patik, yep. there's the way that he creates the container, the way that he speaks to Appa, the way that he um, 
holds him accountable and then uses him and lifts him up as a as kind of a resource of I need you to do this. But is a really cool asks moment. for permission. Yes. It's like, hey, may I tie this to tie you. this to your horn? Yeah, right. Um, and I, I think that respecting those boundaries is something that we see modeled there that is really really important. Um, it's it's really cool. <laughs> like this is a kids show. And we're having this conversation about a, a children's television show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's fascinating. I'm in love with the show. It's wonderful. The lessons are unending. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a very adult show with very adult themes. Yeah. Um, so, it's right in there for everybody. Uh, let's, here's a moment for me that I thought was okay. interesting. We'll go to yours. The way the boy at the carnival is spoken to by the older adult. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, makes you assume that there could be traumatic experiences going on there. Stay here. Don't go anywhere near that that beast, or there'll be some serious consequences when I get back here. Yeah. Um, which, just in the way that he says that, like, he could be viewing that as, I'm going to lead with fear here and make sure that he doesn't go near this thing or is that like a was there a better way to do that or is there potential abuse in that relationship or there's a, there's a lot of leaps to go there or but, are we taking this out of context and just seeing one snapshot of this one really snapshot really loving dad. loving dad right except that we get another snapshot when the boy stands up and says fly away the dad like grabs him by the shoulder yeah. physically and yanks him back down onto the seat yeah so I'm I, I said that just because uh, I do agree with you. I I wonder. Well, let's add more context. So, let's but put the pieces like, together. So and I think it's worth being curious, right? What if? But right. with that context and with all the the information that we have pr- been provided, my deduction is similar in that one of the things I love about this this boy is he sees in Appa what I wonder if it's something that he wishes he could do. Mm-hmm. You know, flying away. Could he fly away? No. How could he get out? Well, in the compassion he has, that he sees this struggling creature, and even after being it's told, hungry, like, and even after being told, like you're gonna get it, yeah. If I see you near that thing, he's willing to kind of take the risk to still feed him, yeah. Um, which is a really cool moment again it of, is. of hope and joy, um, and how he roots for Appa to fly away and get away throughout the the course of this thing. So, yeah. but that's a moment I think worth highlighting. It's just that one, those, you see those interact, two of them, right? The two interactions between what we assume is likely dad, um, and two moments that kind of point to signs of, of potential trauma. Yeah. I, there's just a lot. Can you also the, the trauma that could come from waking up in a cage yeah. after not well, I mean, going to sleep in one? Like, he, Appa was drugged against his will. He was kidnapped. He was caged. He was starved. He was whipped with fire. When he escapes and tries to eat, he was eaten. He ate a cactus because he couldn't find food. Mm-hmm. He was then trying to track Aang down, chased by vulture wasps. He got honey all over him. He's not able to get clean because he's in a desert, so his hair gets matted. Mm-hmm. Tries to find food and shelter wherever he can. He's so chained he, while a lot of this is he's happening. He's chained currently. Yep. And so he's trying to just find food, finds a hay barn, finally falls asleep from exhaustion, wakes up to a pitchfork in his face, and then, uh, again, 
that re-experiencing flames and fire, gets lands just wants to go to sleep and is immediately charged by a porcupine, taken down. Which that did you notice how like big that porcupine was? Compared it's, almost, to, it's, it's it was, very similar to his size. Yeah, that was huge. massive. And like, it's just like thing after thing after thing. It's just it's incredible what he goes through in this. <laughs> in this entire episode it's it's so much oh god it's it's just uh it's so much can we talk about zula yes i wonder if she's experienced trauma in her life sure i would say so tell me like what what's your deduction to, to get there could it be traumatic if you feel like your mother doesn't love you so that was that was like, mine that's too. I go, like I go to that, so it doesn't have to be like a physical abuse, but like so trauma you, with a little t. If you are not getting the love you need to be successful, so you move or towards the love that you get from someone. Get else. from some, the quote love, not maybe potential actual love, but like the recognition and that you're searching that for. you're searching. Well, for. and we see that from Zuko, but we're Azula's probably achieved that more with Ozai at this point. Yeah, and it's just, I I wonder if Azula is the way she is from seeing the difference between how she is treated by her mother and how Zuko is treated by their mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like I we have very little context there, but I just I wondered that, and it would help me understand her motives and actions a little bit more if that were true. So maybe I'm just like looking. Maybe it's a confirmation bias, but um, well, the empathy and still holding people accountable. Yeah, right? like this so. does not excuse anything, but it's definitely it would give me more information and help me understand it a little more. Yeah, I and mean, how do we just assume the best, right? Or what's the most generous assumption we can make? Um, and I don't know if the most generous assumption is oh, she was probably abused. Well, but well, it, I think that that yeah. like that's not <laughs> yeah. we're not saying go around and like anytime someone's mean being like, ah, oh, they were likely abused. Or if someone was driving poorly, just saying, oh, they probably have dementia. Right. Exactly. What's the most generous assumption we can make in these situations? Um, yeah. But it is saying I wonder if they've potentially had a traumatizing past that is causing this behavior. And then. What's the most compassionate way I can treat them under that potential potentiality, mm-hmm. right? Because why the the trauma is evident when Suki sees Appa, it is visible, right? Like he has his hair matted, he has porcupine spines all over his body, he's dirty, like he is ex- like in a terrified, rough, like terrified, exactly. Whereas Guru Patik sees him and he looks clean, like he doesn't have chains on. Um, but he still recognizes by his behavior that he's gone through something. That, that he is experienced. Like all he sees is angry Appa, mm-hmm. right? He sees angry Appa, and so he and he still reacts in a way that is calm, patient, um, compassionate, right? And so, I think sometimes when we see that negative behavior, we need to pause, not get defensive say, I wonder what's causing this, and then master that story. Yeah. 
right? Master that story that says, oh, they're just a jerk and say, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. And he creates that safe container so that healing can take place. Yeah. Um, which, again, he's in a position of privilege when he does that, right? Absolutely. Like, um, he, yeah. knows, he knows he has the understanding. He has the trust that he's not actually going to be hurt um, physically. Um, so he's he's got the ability to do that. And I think it's always important we have to recognize that that safety is a is a position of privilege to be able to do that. Yep. Any other things that we want to highlight with this episode, knowing that we probably could dive way more into it, but not having the expertise around it. Um, yeah, I feel like we might have already crossed some some like, scope so. issues, but I, it's just one of those things where, again, we're, we're, we're doing our best. We're learning as we go through. So um, a lot to dissect here in, uh, in what is one of the most heartbreaking episodes of, of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, I get why people skip it. Yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of moments. Um, but hey, y'all, you can't skip it every time because one of the things that makes this whole series so good is the fact that there are such low lows, right? You can't experience the high highs without having experienced the low lows. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Max, you got anything you want to add? Not at this time. Okay, great. We are going to take a quick break, and then we will come back for our practice of the week and also... For our devotion, which we will be looking at through the element of water. We'll be right back. Water boy! Alright, and we are back, and we are going to start with a Florilegia. Did I say that correctly? You sure did. Oh, perfect. And... Um, this is a moment where we both kind of picked out quotes that that shine to us, that sparked something in us, and we're going to share each of those right now and see how they interact with each other, but also understand the context of what was going on in the story and really see how it shifts our view of what um, was happening this episode. Did I did I give that correctly? I thought you did very well. Thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, why don't you start? And if you are careful, you won't get burned. Hmm... What's happening in this moment? So this is the, uh, what would be a lion tamer circus guy, except it's the appa tamer, um, fire whip man. And he's saying, you will perform for the circus. And if you are careful, you won't get burned. Okay. And what, what does that what's make, literally what is, happening Yeah, so right what now. does that make you feel? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I think people in positions of power sometimes say things that, and if you're careful, you won't get burned. Where I'm like, I shouldn't be in this situation at all. Yeah, right. You are putting me in the situation where I will get burned. You are forcing me to tread carefully. You are putting me in a position, like I, that whole. And then like, you're pretending it's my fault when when I get when burned. I get burned. That's right. Bad happens. Oh, oh! I just seethed when I heard that, and I just, ugh, ugh! It makes me sick. So that's that's why I picked it. It stood out to me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like I don't it at all. That's an ick, I get an icky feeling. Um, and you hate that character so much. There's so much anger that you have, especially yeah. when, um, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. My quote. Yep. You're not prettier than we are. Oh, I know exactly where that's from. Ty Lee. Yeah. I, I that was vicious. Yeah. And like, I think what stuck out to me was because I was so confused. Was like, how, how? Where did that come from? Wh- why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why that moment? And I know that at that moment they're kind of like making fun of the Kyoshi Warriors for wearing their makeup, which we know is this really powerful thing for them. Yeah. Um. Of of representing Kyoshi and all that means when you put on that makeup and that uniform, what that represents. The pride, the warriors. honor, yeah. And so for them to say something along the lines of like, you're so colorful. And then Ty Lee, as she's punching someone, right after she finishes punching them, like, you're not prettier than we are. And I was just so confused as to like, well, it, it makes why, me question, like, what, why does I, I don't get it. So uh, what's the most generous assumption we can make? Yeah right and i don't know <laughs> like i just well, don't know what's happening I, I wonder if tylee has body positivity issues i wonder if she questions her body and is curious about or maybe that's not the right word but is like it feels shame around feels it? i wonder I if know. there's some shame around so makeup in general I'm, or i'm physically dominating you and i also need to feel like i'm physically but i don't know yeah. like i just it's yeah. such a confusing thought um and i feel like it's a, for me it's like one of those moments where i have to justify for my own ego or self sense of self this moment of like i've got to i've got to prove to myself that i'm better than you to feel better about something right yeah um i uh, attribute it back to like uh an ex-girlfriend with the new boyfriend yep and that moment of like oh well uh, i'm better looking than he is yeah right? well, like, i mean we're so most much... judgmental of others exactly in areas where we are judgmental of ourselves Correct. um and i think where the interesting is like it'd be interesting to do that after i hit the guy like that then and then make that comment so it just seems like there's a lot going on there. You know, it like, just seems so out of place, but I mean, it, well, it seemed out of place like, w- and out of character in a way. Like yeah. for some reason it seemed out of character, but I like, I wonder if this is there, there's, there's a, I just, you're right. Someone it's, please email us with you, your opinions on why all that went down because theories, I, opinions, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that happens in that moment. And I, I don't know if I'm equipped to talk about it. And that seems like, cause it seems like such a personal comment to make in that moment and i'm just so i want to know more yeah. yeah that's why that moment stuck out to me so we have two interesting quotes so, so let's let's put them together let's Here's see first. what happens when Here's we put them together all right i want to read it exactly and if you're careful you won't get burned you're not prettier than we are Ooh. Oh, man. That almost seem, makes it seem like intentional, like, I'm going to prove to you that you're no good. Or, like, you're not you're not as good as you think you are. Like, I'm going to hurt you, maybe leave a scar, and make you feel like oh, interesting. you're less than I am. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, and if you're, like, for me, it's like, I, like, and if you're careful, you won't get, this is like Mean Girls. Mean yeah. girls talking. You won't get burned in the burn book. 
yeah. right? <laughs> you, you, uh, and we've talked I, some Mean Girls recently. It's a, it's a wonderful watch uh, as you're stuck at home. But yeah, I, I, that's what comes up for me is that's interesting. Like you won't get burned, and like that not literally burned in this situation for me, but you won't get like taken down by my power, mm-hmm. right? Because I control the situation. Yeah. Right. I'm better looking. I have the power. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 interesting. All right. Now let's switch it. Let's see what happens when we reverse it. You're not prettier than we are. And if you're careful, you won't get burned. Yeah. It, it's it almost plays the same for me. I feel like like it's still the same sentiment. Um, I'm in control. And if you want to be like us, if you want to be like me. You better play your cards carefully is kind of how that comes. Do it one more time. Read it again. You're not prettier than we are. And if you're careful, you won't get burned. You know, I my mind just went somewhere else. Um, so content warning, I'm going to talk about... Uh, slave trade and you know forced prostitution but i i wonder if when you are in a situation where there is sex trafficking and someone is doing their best to survive and get away they could be they could be shamed and put down sometimes when you don't think you can beat the system you think you have to be in the system the best you can and it's you're not prettier than we are you don't have the like what makes you more better than we are to be in this situation right and if you're careful you won't get burned mm-hmm. right that's like that's where my mind went um thoughts yeah it's i think there are moments of trauma when you feel like you're stuck in trauma and we've we've talked about that before with the um the studies with the dogs that they yeah. were they were shocking, and then even when they opened the door to the crate, they weren't leaving. Um, and I think that kind of plays into that: is if I need to survive the system because I don't feel like I can get out of that. When it comes to my survival, I'm willing to. We'll just be at other people. It's just expense. the idea of like if you play it safe, you might not get burned, mm-hmm. but if you don't take the risk, you're going to get continuously burned. And so it it's just it, it's interesting. That's. It's just that's what came up. I would. There's so many moments in this that it really requires the experience of so many other people and how they yeah. hear these quotes and how they feel on trauma. Um, that on it, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, I so, think that's where my mind went because we just spent a long time talking about trauma. So yeah. yeah. So hit us up thearchivy at gmail dot com. Send us a voicemail with your thoughts. Um, and we will, we'll, love to share that with, uh, with others. Cause again, Ben and I aren't experts and this is something we're growing together at as we learn. Let's jump into the devotion. Devotion time. When it comes to the element of water and as we're thinking about trauma, what's something you would like to do this week? So for me, I am quick to judge. I'm a judger. I'm an INFJ. J stands for judgment and I am quick to judge and I learn, I know this about myself, and yet that awareness does not mean that I am better at managing it. It just means that I'm more aware, um, and yet not aware enough. So one of the things that I want to do better and grow in 
is when I start to get defensive because of an assumption that I have made or a judgment that I have made, I want to get better at pausing and changing the state that I am in. So if I am feeling like ice and solid, I want to try to see what it would be like to respond in a more fluid way. Or um, if I'm being a fluid, maybe I need to be a more, maybe I need to be a gas. Like, and so I want to be flexible like water is and respond the way the situation needs me to respond rather than the way my body and my mind is making me think I need to respond. Does that make sense? Yeah. Really like solid gas, liquid, water's able to be what it needs to be. And you want to be that in situations that, especially where you're feeling defensive. I just want to meet people where they are rather than me being where I am and they being where they are and us trying to communicate because we're, it's easier to communicate when we're in the same place. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think for me, I really want to take a, a page out of Guru Patik's book of the way that he creates a container. I love that. Um, I already love it. And I think we see him go with the flow the way that we would want water to kind of hit the path of least resistance. That's so true. Um, and so I think that that's my goal for the way that I uh, work with others this week. I like yours. Thank you. It took me a long time to think of it. I was really working. Um, but I, I think he's, I want to, people that I love in this episode, Suki and then Guru Patik, I think are both deserve praise for the way that they handle these situations as they come to them. Absolutely. Max, anything you want to add? Not at this time. Okay. Good thank, talk. Good talk. Um, thank you all so much for, for sticking with us uh, on this episode and, um, this was a heavy one. It is a heavy one, and, and we really do want to hear from you because we know that this is something that requires the experience of everyone um, to have an understanding of things and, and grow and learn. And so um, reach back out to us. Um, follow us uh, on Twitter at BNB underscore pod. Same handle for Instagram. Um, reach out to us at thearchive at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us, patreon.com slash thearchive. Uh, as little as $1 donation a month. Um, get you a bunch of bonus content, content and archived episodes of other podcasts um, that the Archive puts on. So please uh, go to Patreon if that's something you feel inclined to do. Um, ben, thank you for co-hosting this with me this week. Max, I love it. Thank you for producing. I am Sunshine Mayfield. This is ben Pruitt, and thank y'all so much for listening to Bending Not Breaking. Goodbye.